This is an ohs.com.au production. Welcome to the Health and Safety Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Tammy Kirkness, uh, who has written some books on anxiety. Tell us about that, Tammy. Uh, hi, Brendan. Thank you for having me. Yes, I have two books out there. One is for adults and one is for primary age kids to help them to uh, neutralise their anxiety when they're feeling wobbly, overwhelmed, uncomfortable, worried in some way right then and there in the moment. Why do you think anxiety is becoming more prevalent in our society? It's It's been prevalent for quite some time. I mean, in Australia, uh, one in three women will experience anxiety at some point in their lives and one in five men. Yeah. Uh, so it's already huge. I mean, of course, with all of the shifts and changes over the last couple of years with the pandemic and the additional stresses from that, that's going to impact things at an even higher level as well. But we live in a bit of a stressful time and things aren't always in our control. And when we don't feel in control, a lot of us, tend to move towards the worrying side of our brain. Mm. So is anxiety, it's different for different people? Like what it, like, I know it seems like a basic question, but what is anxiety? What, is it a feeling or is it a, you mentioned stress? Like what could be, what, like, what is it? What does it look Uh, like? Well, anxiety is definitely experienced in different ways by different people. However, at the crux of it, it's where we worry a lot more than okay. the average person yeah uh, and that can manifest in lots of different ways so physical symptoms can be uh, a churning stomach a clenched jaw you know shoulders up around your ears uh, the behavioral side might be this constant never-ending need to achieve this sensation of perfectionism always procrastinating quite a lot and when this just builds up and builds up and doesn't naturally pass away, that's when we're in a a constant state of anxiety. Yeah. Okay. And so can anxiety, like a little bit of anxiety be a good thing or? Yes, of course. Everybody needs anxiety because if uh, we're driving our car and all of a sudden we see a car swerving towards us, we need to be able to switch into gear instantly to be able to keep ourselves safe. Uh, And Back in the day when we, you know, lived out on the plains where there were animals roaming around, uh, it was important for us to have a certain level of hypervigilance. However, we don't, you know, we live in apartments and homes and houses that are safe now. So a bit of that has lurked around unnecessarily and that's where a lot of people find themselves at the time now. So with the panic button, what, like, how did it come about, like, what was so the, the trigger? What was the trigger for you to uh, go? I'm going to write a book on this. The Panic Button book is the book directed at adults who are experiencing worry and overwhelm. Uh, it came about because uh, I have been somebody that's lived with a mild level of anxiety my whole life, and then I've had I had had several panic attacks, and then one day. I had fairly recently moved in with my new boyfriend at the time and I had an anxiety in front of another person, in front of him for the first time ever. Uh, And it was a real wake-up call seeing the, 
honestly, pretty much the terror reflected back in his eyes mm. of going, oh, my gosh, what is happening? This is scary to watch and scary to look at. And um, I, for anybody who hasn't had a panic attack before, it can be so completely incapacitating and it can paralyze just every part of your body. And so even though he was looking at me, you know, in the eyes what do I need to do? I, I couldn't speak. I couldn't move my hands. I, I couldn't move in, in any way whatsoever. It's just uh, crying and having a horrendous time. And after that time passed and having experienced panic attacks before that as well, I I just wished that there was another version of me standing next to me at the time saying, oh, Tammy, mm. This is, cla- this, this is classic <laughs> panic. Go to Chapter 7. And- <laughs> Here's what's happening. It looks yeah. like you are comparing yourself to somebody again. Yeah. Here's what we need to do. And I, I just wish that version of me was standing there. So I uh, wrote down all of the major situations that led me to feel quite panicky or overwhelmed and put them in a very cheapy uh notebook so that if I was starting to feel overwhelmed, I could pick up the notebook and follow essentially my own questions until I got to a point where I would go, ah, it's okay. I feel okay now. Wow. So you actually developed a system to, I guess, help yourself first. And then then that was the the seed of the idea for the book, I guess. I used it for a year. I used it whenever I I felt uncomfortable or wobbly or anxious or panicky in some way, and it so consistently worked. And so I uh, gave it to some of my clients, uh, being a life coach, you know, and working with a lot of women at that time. Uh, they found it incredibly helpful as well, and I realised that if it's helping me, it could probably help a bunch of other people as well. And it turns out uh, it does, and it did. <laughs> yeah. So can you um, – so how long ago was that that you, you know, you had the sort of – what year was that when you sort of developed the the, the seeds for the book? Uh, the probably little... uh, 2018. And okay. And then the book uh, very happily was published and released in 2020. Oh, okay. Can you tell me a little bit about, I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are either thinking about writing a book or maybe they have written books, but it's always getting published is always um, a tricky thing. Can you walk yeah. us through how how you did that? Because, you you know, it seems like you've achieved quite a lot of success with, um, you're published with Murdoch Press eventually. Murdoch Books, yes. Murdoch They're Books. Part of, uh, part of Alan and Unwin here in right. Australia. So, so walk us through the story on, you know, you've got this book, you've got the transcript. What what happens next? Uh, for anybody who is thinking about writing a book, my goodness, do it. It's a it's an incredible process and journey. Um, yes. Yeah, so I I had the book, I had the idea. It was a much shorter version than it uh, eventually got published in, and I had sort of a, a vague work acquaintance who knew somebody at a publishing house and I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, how lucky am I? This is my in. And she was amazing and she did an introduction and I I really I, I thought everything looked like it was going the right direction and 
there was a, oh, yes, we're interested. That looks good. And I thought, gosh, this isn't like TV at all. You know, <laughs> it's much easier than I thought. Uh, and then it got further and further along and uh, it was eventually, uh, oh, we like the idea, but we think it's a no for now. And then I got uh, a couple more, hmm, yes, we like that. There's something to that. This is with other public. No. This is with other publishers. So knocking on a yes. few more doors. Yep. Yes. So knocked on a few more doors, and then eventually, uh, I just got one more. It sounds great, but no. And it actually was just the thing that kind of broke me. I, I had been working on my uh, corporate wellness consultancy and life coaching business for many years at that point. And for anybody who has owned a business, you know, it's quite a lot of effort and heart and energy that goes into it and all of a sudden just after this whatever number that looks good but no I just had this terrible afternoon at my apartment and I just bawled my eyes out and I thought no no way I'm not doing this anymore cried and cried and cried decided you know what I'm going to self-publish I found an incredible designer to help me self-publish went through this whole process and then I thought, you know what, this, there's really something to this. Even if I'm going to self-publish it, I, I think this needs to be out in the world. I, I really believed in it. Uh, and then I was getting interviewed actually on another podcast and when the recording finished, the the, the time was 11.11 <laughs> and I – I said to the host, I said, oh, my gosh, Alex, it's 11.11. And she said, oh, what's that? <laughs> and yeah. I said, you know, I, I really believe that it's a, a magical time to to ask for exactly what you want and it's my prompter to, to keep me on track with what I want. And she said, oh, what is it that you want? And I said, you know, I just <laughs> really want a commercial book publishing deal for this book that I've written. And she laughed and she said, oh, my goodness what's it about? And I told her and she said, can I see? And I said, yeah, you know, no, no problem. I, I emailed it to her and naturally I felt an absolute vulnerability shower over sending it to her. Yeah. Um, and then two weeks later I actually got an email from Murdoch Books saying, hi, we got forwarded your, uh, your book from one of our current published authors and actually – we think there's something to it and we'd love to meet you. And then when I went in for that meeting, the, the most wonderful thing happened is they said, we actually heard you on a podcast. We heard you being interviewed a couple of years ago and we thought there's something about what she is saying that could be helpful in a book, but we had no idea what to do about it. We fought it around the office, in fact, so several people here have heard you speak and then we forgot about it until this got forwarded to us. So oh. uh, I know, right? Isn't that wild? And so yeah. they were the they were the publishers, incredible publishers that that took the book on. And it was such a great reminder to me that you just, you know, if you are in integrity with your message and you you really care about the people that you are wanting to help in whatever domain they're in. You know, people see that and people recognise when help is genuine mm. and people are aligned with, with what you care about as well. And it worked. And despite all of those, looks good, but no, 
uh, eventually it worked and it, that book went on to be published in eight different countries and it's it's currently being re-released in a paperback version here in uh-huh. Australia as well. And then it, it spawned a, a second book, which was the Panic Button book for kids, which is aimed at those primary-aged children or elementary-aged children. Ah, oh, congratulations. That's uh, such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful story and I guess you have to have the ultimate. I, I would imagine it's like having a, a child in a way and then you, oh, it's absolutely. like, does anyone like, my, does anyone like my child? No, it's nice, but no. And then to eventually get a yes, that must be a, a huge relief. But as you said, your intention was really to help people. So that shone through yeah. clearly at, in the end, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it it actually does help people. And I think when the people who are, do have some degree of anxiety in their life go through it, they go, oh, yes, I see how this would be helpful. And there's quite a lot of people who experience anxiety. So mm. uh, there's a, there's enough of us out there to, to give something a go. And it worked. So you said you've got a, a corporate wellness business and Life Coach, how, how has this book affected that business? Uh, yeah, they've both ping-ponged off each other, I'd say. So yeah. my business is called Vision Scope Coaching and uh, in that up until recently, half of my time was dedicated to doing one-on-one coaching yeah. uh, and the other half with uh, corporate wellness workshops and seminars and now I've recently shifted that so all of my time is uh, working in that well-being space doing workshops around things like mindful leadership and stress management and holistic goal setting and all of that sort of stuff so it's actually platted in quite nicely with the concepts around being mentally healthy and and recognizing if mental health is something that is more apparent in your own world and if you need to do something about it it affects every area of our lives particularly work Mm. Uh, and you know looking at it from the work health safety background as well that is absolutely an arm that we need to be taking care of people in our teams and companies and departments and businesses so uh, this book has has helped some of those bookings for sure Mm. And so do you think it's timing? Like, I don't know, 10 years ago, mental health wasn't so topical, but now it's particularly with the pandemic and everything like that, it's sort of risen up and people are more mindful of that? Yeah, look, I I remember working in human resources in a steel company and uh, broaching the topic of mindfulness for our team and I almost had to you know, hold, physically hold the people in the room for that yeah. chat. And thankfully, thankfully, uh, that has uh, started to shift in lots of industries and now it's a really nice position to be being asked to talk about these types of topics with teams instead. Mm. So your um, your background is actually in corporate HR. Yes. Is that, oh, right, okay. So it gives you a unique... <laughs> sort of viewpoint of what some of the issues may be in these bigger companies. Oh, big time, yes. I I worked in training and development, in recruitment, in generalised HR, uh, in executive coaching. So coming from the, the business side of things in understanding the importance of taking care of your people from 
their minds all the way to the ends of their physical bodies is something that I think is ingrained in me and probably will be forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you find that there's just like a a certain company size that um, makes it, I don't know, like worthwhile to have someone like yourself come in and speak about these subjects or...? No, uh, not at all, because uh, I do small-sized workshops from the, the smallest that I tend to have done is sort of a team of about five to seven, and that's when I'd be doing the mindful leadership stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I have spoken on stages to hundreds and, and yeah. groups of a thousand and that sort of thing. So, uh, no, as long as that business genuinely wants to make their workplace a healthier, safer, more uh, mentally healthy space for their people. No, it doesn't matter what the size is. If you're a business of one, you still need to take care of your mind and your body and how you interact with the domain surrounding yourself at work. Yeah. And so you mentioned that the book had been published in eight different countries or languages or languages languages amazing have you had any overseas speaking opportunities yeah Yeah. i just got back from thailand actually uh uh speaking for a group for their executive retreat for three days and i adored it it was such a breath of fresh air to be with a really well-known household named brand Mm. and have them care so much about making sure their people right from the top, their minds and their hearts are taken care of so that can filter down to everybody else that works underneath them. Oh, it was, you know, thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, it seems like we've culturally we've come a long way probably in the last five or ten years yeah absolutely and as with anything i think we've still got a long way to go but how refreshing Mm. that the conversation is even here and so have you got some plans on where you want to take this further (laughs) it seems seems like you've been given this opportunity to get this body of knowledge out there into the marketplace people are responding positively to it it's helping people so I, yeah. I imagine the publishers are like, right, Tammy, what other bright <laughs> ideas have you got? <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, stay tuned for that one. Um, but essentially I just love talking to people around, one, making an impact. So what is it that is the special combination that is you that can make an impact on your family, your community, your workplace, your business? And how do you really harness that to amplify that impact? Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, in what we've already been talking about, in making sure that we're mentally healthy and taking care of ourselves from the inside out. Mm, Okay. And then I have one other question around with the kids' version and the adults' version. How does that flow? Like is it sometimes the kids find the book and then it filters up to the parents or do you find it's more the parents read the book and then it uh, <laughs> they go, actually, my, my son or daughter could benefit from, from this. Uh, well, purely because the adults' book came out first, it tended to flow from adults to kids. However, in the countries that the kids' book um, came out first, it, it has flowed the other way as well. And 
One thing I have found with the kids' book, um, particularly in the US, is when parents have been reading it with their kids, and it's very interactive. It's all uh, decision tree and almost choose-your-own-adventure style. And when the parents have been reading it with their kids, they have been recognising a lot of the same symptoms and feelings and emotions in themselves that have been unresolved for a really long time. And so it's actually been so beautiful to be seeing families heal holistically by interacting with the material. It's awesome. Oh, that's great. Well, look, if people want to uh, find out more about um, the Panic Button book uh, yeah. and you, what what's how's the best way to get a hold of it? <laughs> is there a, is there a website or um yeah tell us tell us those those ways of getting to it yes yeah, so all of the corporate wellness uh workshops and seminars the business is uh visionscopecoaching.com and then for everything else related to uh books and this kind of content you can find me either on linkedin or on uh on instagram tammy kirkness tammy with an i and i'm always up for a chat so if anybody's got any questions after they've read the book please definitely reach out and and then also the book i'd imagine is available like at all sort of major retailers yes absolutely online and in all major retailers for sure Uh, That's brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Tammy, for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Brendan. You've been listening to an ohs.com.au production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.